You're listening to the Blaze Radio Network on demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's. I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network. Top of the evening to ya. This is Andrew Herzog for The Bonfire. Here after a long day of work. Coming in after taking a nap at home, which he shouldn't have. And now he'll probably be up all night, so I'm kind of screwed. But, hey, aren't we all? Who among us isn't screwed here and there? You know, making our own stupid decisions, staying up too late, accidentally taking a nap in the evening when you know you should have just stayed awake for a few more hours and then gone to bed and then you would have been fine. Whatever, you know. That is today's world. Sleeping irregularly. But no, that is not with the topic of today's first segment on the podcast here. It is all about Anthropoid, the movie review. Yes. So I got to see that movie, let's see, what was it, uh, last week. And I talked about it a month ago saying, hey, here's a World War II movie that looks very promising. This looks awesome. Can't wait to go see it. Uh, I, get, I did get to go see it. And I wrote a Bonfire movie review up on the website, bonfirethoughts.com. So I'm going to go over that real quick in verbal form. All right. Bonfire rating, 5 out of 5. I've talked about this before. If there is um, a new metric, you know, rating system I have, and if it uh, gets a rating of 5 out of 5, there will be 5 logs. You know, the Bonfire logo has logs at the bottom. If it's a 4 out of 5, it'll have 4 logs, and so on and so forth. So, ever since I started that uh, metric system... I've only reviewed two movies, had the time to write it, which I, I do enjoy writing. I've only had the time to do two. Civil War, Captain America, which also got five out of five, and Anthropoid, five out of five. Here's why this bad boy got five out of five. Let's see, let's find a good thing right here. It seems exceedingly rare nowadays when a movie can impress and entertain to the point of excellence. Anthropoid certainly fits that bill. Relatively unknown release, Anthropoid delivers on the excitement and emotion any self-respecting movie aspires to. And, you know, nearly anything World War II is sure to be tackled with care and consideration, but Anthropoid went above and beyond. Here are some key takeaways. Number one, great story arc. Number two, unique plot. Number three, solid balance between thought-provoking emotion and action-adventure. Number four, the representation of war. And finally, number five, the accents. Okay, I've talked about many a time before how unoriginal Hollywood can be and I did that last week as a matter of fact how there are so many freaking remakes and sequels that are clearly half-assed you see wow you're really just grabbing for cash and it makes sense you are a business Hollywood it is an industry and they do need to make money you'd think though with the blockbusters, the few that there are, you know, Marvel, Jurassic World, Suicide Squad. Well, not Suicide. What am I thinking of? Um, can't think of it. Oh, Finding Nemo. There's another one. 
with those blockbusters, you'd be able to not only pay the salaries of everybody at your company and all the benefits, everything else that you're legally um, obligated to do, but you'd have a little money left over to say, all right, let's take a risk. Let's do an original movie. Let's come up with something different that we haven't seen in the past few years, really. I mean, already? A uh, Ghostbusters remake? Of course, when I say few, that's really a few decades. But the point still stands. And then Magnificent Seven, they're doing another remake of that. I'm just thinking, okay, enough is enough. Anthropoid, (laughs) ironically enough, there were other renditions of this story before, after I researched. But nobody knows about it. Practically guaranteed. People know Ghostbusters. People know Magnificent Seven. These were definitely smaller Hollywood movies. I think there was one that came out in the 40s. I'm sure there was one in the 70s. And then now here's this. And you can have multiple movies about the same historical occurrence, but be highlighting different aspects of it. So, yeah, I don't consider Anthropoid to be a remake by any means. It's a different take on a historically uh, relevant story. Wow, well said, Andrew. That's what happens when you take a nap, and then you come in, you're not really fully awake. So I apologize. (laughs) Uh, But still always in a good mood. To me, this was a unique story, because I never learned this in history class. The assassination attempt of SS officer Reinhard Heydrich? That's a shame. I mean, we all know Hitler. Most of us know Himmler, second in charge, but yeah, I'd never heard of Heydrich. We all know of the multiple attempts against Hitler's life, but never of his highest-ranking officers. Most World War II movies take place on the front lines, or in major countries like France, Germany, Russia. Here we finally have the wonderful addition of a Czech perspective. Czechoslovakia. That's why it's different. Saving Private Ryan and even Monuments Men had good balance between adventure and emotion. Downfall, a tremendous movie about Hitler's final days in his bunker, was full of emotion and gut-wrenching scenes. Inglorious Bastards was all bark and no bite. Anthropoid succeeded in lacing emotional scenes and philosophical arguments throughout the action. So you find yourself identifying with one of the four main characters, two guys and two girls, and you find yourself, okay, I want to take his position with regards to the mission, whether or not they should follow through and try to assassinate Hadrick. The back and forth scenes with the emotional dialogue, the battles, and the heated arguments keep you on your toes. So at any moment, the pace, not the pace, the pace of the movie was good, but at any moment the scene would be something completely different, so you'd be focusing again, you wouldn't be drowned out with violence and action and think, okay, this is dragging on, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, The dialogue wasn't boring, but there was something about the dialogue, I'll get into that here in a little bit. One thing in particular the movie chose to highlight was that war is not romantic, quote-unquote. War is not romantic. Practically every character expressed his fear of death. No one wanted to die in the blaze of glory. The screenwriters emphasized that war is difficult, it's brutish, wholly destructive to everyone involved. Attempting to assassinate a high-ranking Nazi leader wasn't so simple. What are the repercussions for doing so? Who's going to suffer and die if we succeed in our mission? Quote, is Czechoslovakia ready and willing to resist Nazi Germany? There you go. I mean, if I remember the movie uh, Valkyrie correctly, which told the story of one attempted assassination against Hitler... They tried to portray it as a successful assassination. 
I mean, they didn't fall, uh, succeed, but that's what they were saying. Hey, if we just do this, we'll succeed. Boom, done. Rarely do things go exactly according to plan, and rarely do they have such predictable repercussions. Who's to say that Heinrich Himmler wouldn't have just stepped in and continued the war if Hitler was, in fact, assassinated? I appreciate the movie, Anthropoid, questioning the wisest course of action and the repercussions, the real-world results of what you do. Now, the only negative aspect of the movie I thought was the language, in particular, the accents. Sometimes I found it really difficult to understand what they were saying. But, you know, overall, I got the gist of the dialogue and what was happening. So Bonfire cannot highly recommend this movie enough. It's a relatively small production, distributed and released by Bleecker Street, I believe. So, yeah, it's not Paramount Pictures or Warner Brothers, but it's still a good movie. It's an interesting story, and it does a great job telling it in a captivating way, I thought. So, uh, it is out in theaters. I recommend go seeing it. And what I enjoyed so much about it was the the, the uh, discussions saying, look, should we kill him? Do we have the right to kill him? Yes, of course, he's butchering the people here in Prague, but isn't this going to just make it ten times worse if we actually succeed in our mission? It seemed very real. I appreciate the movies that try to really hone in on the realism. Uh, that's why I was such a big fan of the uh, Batman trilogy from Christopher Nolan was he wasn't all so cheesy and, uh, hey, why, why, uh, how does he fly? You know, Oh, he just, uh, whatever. It's um, Burton. What's his name? I'm really at a loss for words. <laughs> but needless to say, there have definitely been Batman incarnations on TV that have been really cheesy. They do not focus on the science or anything and then just say, hey, let's just have fun with it. It's a comic book after all. Well, no, Nolan decided to say, well, look, I'm going to do a different rendition. I'm going to try to make it more realistic. Let's try to figure out why Batman would decide to do this. Where is he going to get this technology and all these tools and gadgets that help him? Let's explain the Joker and maybe his emotional state of mind. And let's make it real and dirty, dark. This is not cheesy. This isn't for fun and games. This is to tell a, a good story, capture the minds of the, the viewer, but also make it incredibly realistic, which is what makes it scary. You know, thinking like, wow, oof, I think I could see that happening. That's what I like. I like those kinds of movies that make it very believable. So here with Anthropoid, they made it very realistic. Believable emotions. Nobody wants to die in the blaze of glory. They're not there to save the world. No, they all really just want to get back to their lives. They just pray to God, well, I just wish this was over. I'm really sick of this fighting. Everyone is dying and we're losing and nobody wins. Of course I want to kill Nazis, but I would rather just return to a normal life. So why can't we just do that? There you go. That's normal. There's no human being in his right mind that wakes up and says, I can't wait to kill someone today. I would argue, like I said, in his right mind. The human being in his right mind, even if he's oppressed, doesn't want vengeance, doesn't want to slit the throat of someone who's oppressing him. He just wants to say, look, I just wish the situation was over. Then I can get back to what I truly want. What I truly want is the peace and the normal normaltude. That is not a word. The normal... <laughs> Um, way that life uh, used to be. Of course, sometimes, yes, you do have to kill the oppressor in order to get 
to that final result. Okay, that's why the Czechs fought back. They said, no, we're not going to let Hitler uh, abuse us, take over the world. So we need to fight back. We have an obligation to fight back. But then, of course, you have someone who comes in and says, well, look, yes, of course we have to fight back, and we are, and we have been. Is this really the smartest thing to do, to kill the head? Huh? I mean, the head of the uh, SS here in uh, Czech, Czechoslovakia? Do you really think that's going to make Hitler happy? The result could be worse than what we're currently going through, so maybe we should find another way to resist. Okay, those are all real-life questions, and I appreciated it. It wasn't just so clear-cut, yep, kill him, boom, movie done. No. So there you go. Uh, enough of a rant. Like I said, mine is not clearly functioning right now. That's what happens when you... Uh, take a two-hour nap, <laughs> and you don't really rest. You just feel even groggier. Your mind is just cloudy, and I apologize. I, I really do. So, in the next block, let's get to something uh, even I can get through with my limited mental facilities right now. This is The Bonfire, on demand, on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Bonfire On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog little bit of a personal uh, side note here for this block. I I was sick earlier last week, and uh, I decided to go to my DVD case where I have lots of DVDs. And I, I have them on DVD specifically because they're physical copies. If I ever find myself at home wanting to be entertained, watch a movie, just kind of veg out for a little bit, and the Internet is down, well, then what are you going to do? You have nothing to watch. Yeah, streaming. Streaming doesn't work when you ain't got the internet. So for years, I've always said, no, I want the DVD if it's a movie I really like. I only buy the things I like. If it was eh, then I don't care to buy it. Because, yes, I can always stream it later. But if it's a movie I have to have, well, then I'll buy it on DVD. Because it also supports the people who made it. But more importantly, when the internet is down, I have no problem opening up the DVD player, popping it in, and I can still watch a movie. Case in point here is Abbott and Costello. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Bud Abbott and Lou Costello are, you are an uncultured heathen. Get out. Be gone. Be gone from my presence. Because ever since I was a little kid, my parents used to put on Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, the Three Stooges, some classic American entertainment. You know, black and white. <laughs> The black and white entertainment of the day. And, you know, that stuff's pretty funny. You, I think you'd be surprised. You know, some of the trash that's out there today that you just is the lowest brow of comedy. And you think, wow, who is enjoying this? No, not so with old school. But Abbott and Lou Costello, in my opinion. So, yeah, I was sick. I wasn't feeling well. I decided to whip out one of those bad boys. And I watched it. I said, wow, this is not only nostalgic, and it just reminds me of when I was a kid. You know, great childhood. And I do thank my parents for <laughs> uh, raising me and giving my brother and I everything we could possibly hope for as kids. But also these movies. 
You know, I am not so sure. I would be watching, you know, Avin Costello, Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, Bob Hope, Bing Crosby here now as an adult if I hadn't been exposed to it as a kid. So because my dad had the foresight to show us those movies when we were little, I, that lo- the love continues. Because now here I am as an adult instead of sitting at home and watching, you know, something a little more recent. I thought, you know what, the, what's really going to hit the spot when I'm feeling kind of sick, kind of ill, and it's kind of cloudy today. And I'm going to be indoors anyway. I'm going to pop on a, a movie. A movie that I remember when I was a little kid. So I'm sitting there watching Avin Costello. Just laughing. Having a good time. And Oh my lord have mercy. It puts you in a good mood. Now the point here is. I know that about myself. That is a form of entertainment that I know. Can put a smile on my face. And make me feel better. So. Find the thing in your life. You know. Music a movie, a TV show, a book, food. Uh, Yeah, so I'll use the broad term comfort food. Um, That's why it's there. It's meant to comfort you when you're down, uh, physically or emotionally or spiritually, whatever. That you just say, you know what, I need a break. I need to lighten up a little bit. And then go get that burger. Go read that book. You know, go tune out the world for a little bit and say, I need a moment. I need an hour and a half, (laughs) whatever, whatever you need. I think if everybody understands, look, yeah, there's times and places where we all get stressed, absolutely, and we all need a moment. So uh, the year of discovering yourself, you know, 2016, as Bonfire has dubbed it, go find out, well, yeah, what do I like? Um, What is the, the food that really hits the spot? What's the movie that just puts a huge beaming smile on my face and makes me feel... Uh, not to sound cheesy, but makes me feel warm and cuddly inside. You just think, I am absolutely content right now. Um, because there, at, any, at any moment, in any day, you can find the things that say, oh, the world is burning down. We are so screwed. It's called life, really. Um, yes, there are certain tears. Uh, tears. T-I-E-R-S. <laughs> tears of pain that we all go through either personally or as a country or as a world but you just say okay uh um i gotta take a break i need to take a breather i need to snap back into my positivity um otherwise you're gonna get depressed and then there's no hope and then you give up and then we lose you lose your mind you lose your hope you lose the people you love yeah so my excuse has always been when i'm feeling down no i'm obligated right now to go get my joy back with a quick little movie or a burger, <laughs> for God's sake, just a burger sometimes can say, wow, that really hit the spot. I'm feeling good. All right, now, who can I go out there and help? Who can I talk to and tell them that I love them? Maybe this is just my you know, personality now that's kind of starting to rear its head in the past year, realizing, yeah, life is short. I'm only 26 years old. You know, I, How can you imagine the senior citizens out there, people who are over, hell, 50 years old, who think, wow, I'm already... You know, 65, I'm already 80. How did that happen? You can only imagine how they must be feeling, that life just flips by you. So take advantage of the little things. And I consider Abbott and Costello a little thing, a little bit of joy. Because those movies, yeah, really, sometimes they're an hour in 10 minutes. That's super short. You can squeeze in 70 minutes to watch a movie. You know, squeeze in half an hour to read a book and kind of escape the reality that you live in, whatever it is, because we all have our own battles. We all have our problems. We're each uh, doing our own thing 
and what matters is the fight. You got to keep fighting. Maintain that joy. Do what you can. Help others. And remind them of the same thing. Hey, if you're feeling down, then go find something to pick yourself up. <laughs> something within the realm of morality. You know, don't be going and just, you know, oh, it's snorting some stuff and trying to, you know, down a few drinks to help you. No, don't do that either. Self-control. You know, keep fighting to maintain your joy. I do it through old movies, funny TV shows, comedy like from Bill Ingvall. <laughs> oh, I love Bill Ingvall. He's a funny guy. If you don't know him, you should look him up. I will have to do a segment on him later, but I, I'm not going to do it right now. It would go on forever. So there you go. From the bonfire, look for the little joys in life, that comfort food, whatever it is that just puts a smile on your face because then... I, and I believe this. And then and only then can you continue to wake up every day and keep fighting the good fight. Whatever fight that may be for you. For your loved ones, for yourself, your sanity, your you know, self-control, who you want to be, improving yourself, helping others. Yeah, absolutely. So, find the little joys. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network On Demand. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. The Blaze Radio Network On Demand. The Bonfire. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog. Here are some relatively positive news that I'm happy to share. Uh, got some tech news, some science here. Something called Duo Skin. The tattoo that lets you control electronics from your skin. Hmm, Okay. Researchers from MIT have developed a process that would allow you to control devices through a gold leaf temporary tattoo on your skin. Researchers from MIT say that this is cheaper than other on-skin interface fabrication processes. <laughs> okay, well, uh, this is the first time I'm really hearing of on-skin interface fabrication processes. That's a mouthful. But, um, no, I've, I've seen attempted biotech improvements on people before and they're usually just weird and really gross or intense that you think wow why would you do that to yourself this looks promising because it's on the outside of your skin you know the outside of your body you're not putting anything in uh it's a tattoo gold leaf and it helps you just interface with technology now of course it's not as advanced as it could be this is just the beginning stages but i like where this is going the simplicity of this process brings us to an era of decorative body infused electronics that would look much more organic other than currently existing devices, which is true. Like I said, things people would just attach things to their body or shove it under their skin, and you go, oh, my. You just put this block of whatever the hell that is under your skin, and I see it just protruding out from underneath it. That is gross. That can't be right. I think your body would reject that, absolutely, okay? But a tattoo, okay, I think your body can, can deal with that. The process involves simple materials, vinyl film, thin tattoo paper, adhesive, and gold leaf sheets. They're layered on and cut based on a stencil that can be made through any design software. The whole process can be mass-produced by a machine or created by manual uh, users. Uh, they apply it onto the skin just like a tattoo, sticking it face down on your skin and then dampening it with water. Uh, where is the information here? They also tested the interface as a 
wireless communication device that uses near-field communication tags. This means data can be sent from the tattoo to mobile phones with uh, NFC, uh, near-field communication, capabilities. By their estimate, a 3x4-square-centimeter gold-leaf tattoo interface with a NFC tag would only cost $2.50. Okay. So, uh, right here on the face, uh, what is it? Uh, Near-field communication tags. So, basically, you get this gold-leaf tattoo, which, you know, a 3x4-square-centimeter, just right there, right there on your wrist, for example, and you use that to interact with your phone. Or uh, one day, I'm absolutely sure, uh, that's how you pay for your groceries. You know, instead of taking out a wallet, taking out your cash and your credit card, sticking the chip in, swiping it, whatever, or taking out your phone and doing Apple Pay and swiping and scanning, whatever. Instead, you can leave the wallet and your phone in your pocket. All you do is swipe your arm. <laughs> that is handy. No pun intended. That is convenient. You're just doing your business. Go to the, uh, get get gas, get groceries, go to the movies. And if they can do this with just gold leaf tattooed, you know, interfaces on your skin, then they're going to be able to input, you know, little uh, nanoprobes, for God's sake. And uh, there's been articles about that kind of thing, too, that are customized for your body. And then when you get sick, those uh, nanos know exactly the bacteria to tackle and then kill, and that way you're either never sick or you're rarely sick. And it's meant for you only with your blood type and your antibodies, and it's all customized, you know. Because uh, the medicine we currently have, as far as I know, and I'm not too knowledgeable, but it's not it's pretty generic medicine. They're just like, well, this is this going to cover the most amount of people. Because medicine, even as simple as Advil, doesn't always work for people. You know, your body type could be just such that it ain't going to do the job. So if you have a headache and you take Advil and it doesn't work, then it's possible your body just doesn't know what to do with that medicine. So it just goes right back out. Having customized healthcare like this through the benefits of just technology as it continues to grow is incredible. Um, not just the convenience of interacting with uh, technology, but being able to monitor your own you know, uh, health at any given moment and being able to know exactly what's going on, saying like, wow, I have a headache. Hmm, what could be the reasoning for that? And then you check the data and it tells you, oh, that's why. Okay, well, now I know how to fix it. Boom, done. And if it's cheap like this, just $2.50, we're not talking tri uh, trillions, thousands of dollars for like some tattoo and it's only for the rich people. No. As we continue to push and grow and learn, then you can get super cheap interfaces like this. And this is just the beginning. You can say, wow, now anybody can get this bad boy and be able to interact with their phone, unlock the front door to their house if their hands are full or, you know, ta <laughs> tattoo your child and say, all right, um, I know now you will never lose a key because the key is your arm. So when you come home from school, swipe your arm in front of the door, boom, you're inside. Okay. So there's no more keys for, um, you know, burglars to, to jimmy with and then crack open. No, it's just a solid door and only a swipe of the arm will let you in. Who knows? That kind of stuff. It's like back to the future crap. That's awesome. Now something that's a little more practical. Scientists have grown cornea cells to help cure blindness. Uh, the cells were grown on a hydrogel film that's thinner than a human hair. The film was implanted on the inner surface of the cornea through a tiny incision. And basically, you know, they tested it on uh, sheep, I believe. 
but the sheep were able to see again. Uh, granted, they weren't completely blind, but you know, car, uh, cataracts or you're just the world is so blurry. You think I can't see a thing. I am practically blind. You know, for scientists to just grow new cornea cells and then just pop it onto your eye, and I'm kind of reading here, it dissolves within two weeks or something, so then it, you know, becomes a part of your eye. They now want to test it on humans, you know, uh, testing trials soon enough. That looks promising, too, because old people, old age, when you start to lose your eyes, hell, you don't even have to be old. You can just be a five-year-old who just, for some terrible reason, just has really terrible eyes. Well, now... With more technology that's more customized, and as the years continue to grow, you can just say, well, we're going to grow you new eyes, Billy, and we're going to use your DNA because it's going to be the best fit for you. So we're just going to grow you a whole new pair of eyes, and uh, ugh, that's kind of gross to think about, but they may scrape off parts of his current eyes that suck, and then just say, all right, we're going to pop these bad boys on, and then it's going to heal, and boom, you can see again. There you go. Look at that. Real-world applications of helping people. Giving sight to the blind. <laughs> Good stuff like that. You know, not just uh, user interfaces so that you can interact with your phone more and get into your house. And that's that's cool. That's neat. But something like this actually helping humanity. That's good. And then this final thing, self-healing textile, the age of clothes that can heal themselves. <laughs> what the hell is this? A group of researchers at the Pennsylvania State University have this great idea, making a piece of torn fabric heal itself. After years of working on the concept, Team is more than pleased to have created a biodegradable liquid material that allows torn fabric to bind itself back together, sans needles. The liquid was developed using bacteria and yeast, mmm, tasty, and was tested over the last year on the commonly worn fabrics such as cotton, wool, and polyester. It was found that the liquid did not alter the quality of the fabric and that it withstood a wash in a, in a washing machine just fine. It's also very easy to use. First, drop a tiny amount of liquid right on the tear. Then apply warm water. And lastly, press the edges together for about a minute, and voila. The torn fabric reattaches and self-repairs. Okay. <laughs> that sounds pretty sweet. Because, you know, um, for those of you who have kids, when little Billy goes out to play with his friends and comes home, and his pants are practically gone because he tripped, he fell, and he's just generally roughhousing, which boys need to do, by the way, you can say, hey, look, get over here. Get over here. Turn on the shower. Soak them down with hot water. <laughs> and then, you know, hold it back together. Say, look, here. Hold that rip together. Hold it right there. Stand there for a minute. Okay. All right. All right yeah, now your pants are done. <laughs> that's a great idea. Um, that's just the, the beauty of technology. Something so simple. Well, it's not simple. But something so uh, universal. That's what I meant to say. That this applies to anybody with clothes. So now clothes can almost last forever. You know, if you're just really wearing them, you're going to work, going to school, pajamas, going to bed, you know, and you're not tearing them in any unusual ways, then whenever it starts to fall apart, then boom, just get a little hot water and you're good to go again. Just hold it together and it can repair itself. Okay. That's cool. That's useful. Um, I don't know how much more that's going to make. The pair of pants or the shirt? Who knows? But rest assured, the world is growing more and more technologically advanced. Even though last week I said you need to de uh, digital detox every now and then. Yeah, absolutely true. And the more we just jump into it, you're probably going to need to do that even more and more. Because the next thing you know, your pants are going to be fixing themselves. <laughs> oh, 
my God. You're going to have to take off your pants for a weekend and say, well, uh, that's too much technology for me. i got to take off my clothes. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. All right. For the final block, please stay tuned. Is a gooden. Is a gooden. The Bonfire. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss Pat and Stu. Sam Howell, Bill Clinton got elected though in '92. Without Ross Perot, we don't have a Bill Clinton presidency. In '92, in '96, he would have won anyway. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, for Perot, no, only got nobody knew the guy. In '92 was in. I'm saying '96. Yeah, in '96, '96 Clinton would have. But won. nobody knew him in '92, so why would they know him better in '96? Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. The Bonfire. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog. All right, the Bonfire's first product review. Yes, I'm very happy to say that. The other day when I was wandering through uh, the store, I think I was buying a DVD. Like I said earlier, I like to stock up on the hard copies of movies when I'm thoroughly impressed by it. I forget what I bought. But anywho, I wandered by something and I had never seen before. It looked looked pretty. That's really what grabbed my attention first. It looked sleek. It looked uh, high-tech. And I thought, ooh. <laughs> technology. You know, boys and their technology. Boys and their toys. Uh, audio. Gadgets. Come on. That's what we're all about. I wander by. Then I see a little, a little play button. And I go, oh, okay. These are speakers. These are Bluetooth speakers, probably. I pushed uh, play. Ooh. <laughs> that was some good audio right there. You could, you could feel the bass, and you know, I'm standing right next to it, of course. You could feel the bass, and it was nice, crisp, clear sound, and I thought, okay, wow, that's pretty loud, so it's not uh, you know, cheap, and it wasn't. It was about 150 bucks, and I thought, okay, what is this? Um, it says JBL, and I thought, what the hell is JBL? I've never heard of this. You know, we've all heard of Bose speakers, and Bose is amazing, but i never heard of JBL before. So here you go, the JBL review. From the bonfire, uh, it's called the JBL Charge Three, and it's this like little cylindrical uh, speaker. But what also drew my attention was that it's waterproof. <laughs> it's legitimately waterproof. It says that you could hold it underwater, you know, a meter of water for thirty minutes, and it's still fine. So yeah, watertight, you know, for a certain amount of time. So if you're by the pool and you want some tunes, and you know you're getting out a little too quickly, and you, you just splash it with water, it's fine. It's fine. You uh, take it to the beach, and you stick it in the sand, and you put it on your beach towel, and then, oop, oop, up, here comes the tide, and it kind of got, you know, soaked. It's fine, as long as it wasn't in the water for half an hour. So, that's convenient, you know. That's always been my problem with technology, is thinking, well, what if I drop it in the water? I can't take my speakers or my phone to the beach, or if I do, i got to put it in a bag, and I have to bury it over here, keep it away from the water. I can't really have my music. What am I supposed to do now when I want to go to the pool, or I want to go swim, and, uh... XYZ, I want my music. <laughs> well, here you go, JBL. It's called the Charge 3. That's the specific model. And, yeah, 150 bucks. It's waterproof. I thought the audio was fantastic. And uh, in my house, I put it on one side of the living room, walked over, hmm, let's think, let's make it 40 feet, 40, 50 feet away. And the volume was at a third, you know, a third of the volume. And that filled the room. I thought, wow, it's great audio, nice and loud, but it doesn't get distorted the uh, louder you turn it up. It had still great bass, 
and it didn't uh hmm, what's the word i'm looking for there's certain speakers out there that when you turn up the volume too high it shakes the speaker itself so much that it starts to rattle and then it just makes noise and you're like okay well now that's irritating i wanted the volume up so i could hear it on the other side of the house or hear it on that side of the pool but it's just making it's too distorted and it sounds terrible now it's, it sucks no not the jbl charge three um like i said third of the power third of the volume very solid clean crisp and bluetooth which i liked so i can connect it to my phone stream whatever music i want right to it that's the way to do it so i'm happy to say i'll be taking that bad boy with me whenever i go on vacation to the beach or if i go to the pool uh and i want my music i can say hey we got the party this is loud it's going to be a good uh good and it's one speaker you know wireless all that jazz so technology this is a very tech heavy episode <laughs> but bonfire approves of the jbl charge 3 Go check it out, and yeah, uh, I think it's at Best Buy. You can probably find it at Fry's Electronics, uh, for those of you that have those. What else could you do? Yeah, Circuit City no longer exists. I don't know why that popped into my mind, but uh, go to your tech store and go online. Check out JBL, the Charge 3. If you're like me and you really need your music, this is a pretty sweet little uh, speaker. Um, you just plug it into the wall for it to charge. It gets 20 hours of uh, life. It's pretty good. 20 hours is really good for you to plug it in overnight and say, all right, we're leaving tomorrow morning on vacation, and you take it with you in the car, you get to the beach, and you think, all right, we're going to be here for max 12 hours at the beach. This speaker will last the whole time. Oh, it got a little wet because we spilled our beer on it. It's fine. Oh, we got a little too close to the ocean, and it got swept out for, you know, two minutes. It's fine. Uh, I don't know about sand, though. That could be a problem because it says it's waterproof, not sandproof, whatever. Neat details. Details. Whatever. Speaking of details, thank you for tuning into the Bonfire Podcast. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, the main website, bonfirethoughts.com, like I said, where I wrote the uh, Anthropoid Movie Review. We're still getting contributions from our other writers. And I encourage those of you who, who aspire to write, you know, send us your stuff. Submit submit something and see if you uh, can get published. And, yeah, I think you will. Chances are you will. Unless your grammar is just trash, because I am a grammar Nazi. I will be the judge of that. But, yeah, let's all come together to find the joy in our lives. And uh, if you do it in a moral way, if your joy is to beat people, you got issues. Get out of here. Get out of here. So you know what I mean. Find the joy in your life. Hold on to it. And just maybe we can all make it through this thing called life. Day by day. And when you're full of joy, people will know. They'll say, wow, <laughs> I like this guy. Or, uh, you know, she's she's just so positive. You know, it's great to be around her. Hell, I have difficult days, but then I see her and spend time with her. Man, she just picks me up. She's in a good mood all the time. I love that. You want to be that person. Be that person in that circle of friends of yours and your family that when the crap hits the fan, you're still good. You're still good to go. You can deal with it, help others, get along. That's the way to do it. The Bonfire Mission. Have fun, but also make a good difference like that. Find ways to come together. There are a trillion ways for us to tear each other apart. So let's not do that. Let's try not to do that at least. So there you go. Andrew Herzog out. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network.